you know, uh, Mr. Menon, I absolutely love, uh, you know, Peter Drucker's phrase, you know, where he says that culture eats strategy for breakfast. And uh, I feel it's an absolute uh, reality. And they say that any company disconnecting the two are putting their success at risk. So just don't leave it unattended. So uh, how, how much culture is important to you and what do you represent and stand for? Good morning, uh, friends. Good morning, Gaurav, Ashita. Thank you for inviting me to the session. Uh, really happy to be here and uh, give my views. Uh, so uh, coming to your question, Ashita, I think um, uh, culture, uh, I think it's a, uh, the crux of the any business, uh, anything which you want to do, the culture uh, has to be something where you work upon and build it up. And we at Motira Oswal have been very... Um, uh, happy to see the way we have been able to build the culture across our group uh, when it comes to our company uh, from the promoters, Mr. Oswal and Mr. Ramdeo Gawal. Uh, they uh, got into the culture from day one of how to look at investing from a customer's perspective. Uh, and the customer should be the first focal point when you look at, uh, look at investments and advisory. And uh, from there came the uh, franchisee or that uh, when we started off, it was subbrokers. Uh, so the whole culture was about how we can have more and more uh, people who can take our culture to the ground so that we get the end customer to get engaged with us in a way which will be a win-win model. And at the end of the day, the customer sees the benefit of our advice and research. So uh, imbibing that from day one, uh, we have gone with uh, a culture of learning, knowledge, and that is how this solid research, solid advice came a part of our uh, whole ecosystem. And that is how we have built the culture in the organization and across our franchisees. Uh, so when you look at uh, the way we have built the network, it has always been uh, through the training and how we can help them grow the business. Uh, and in, uh, in turn, how we grow the entire business model. So. Uh, the culture has been about uh, uh, building growth, building knowledge, uh, building the research capabilities because this is a knowledge industry and unless you are able to uh, keep learning and keep uh, building this kind of uh, learning culture, you will not be able to uh, help the customers in the investment domain uh, and uh, you would uh, appreciate that the last 20-30 years, the way the whole uh, economy has changed, the dynamics of this whole uh, country has changed and this uh, can only uh, be continuously imparted through the culture of learning and knowledge. That's how we have been able to do it. Absolutely and when, especially when you, you run up uh, enterprise and I have closely worked with uh, your, your enterprise and known you Ajay. So I think the kind of work you've done in financial services and the kind of, uh, uh, as you said, uh, coming from the founders themselves, both uh, Motilalji and Ramdev, I think a, a phenomenal example of uh, what they live day, every day basis and lead from the front and and uh, and their their relationship management. I think with with all their uh, employees and also their franchisees have been exceptional, and that has been actually part of. And then your journey yourself has been. Uh, in actually passing that same vision back to the network and so on and so forth. So, so I should congratulate you for, for leading the way. Ashita, your next questions. Yeah. So, um, 
you know, I, I understand that, uh, you know, the uh, strategy is for growth and knowledge and learning and it gets imparted within the franchisees and it's uh, deep rooted. Uh, so there's one more thing that, uh, you know, one of my friends uh, recommended me to uh, read a book, you know, it's called The Innovator's Dilemma by Clayton uh, Christensen. It's a modern classic. Uh, while the focus is on innovation and the author suggests abandoning traditional business practices. So one traditional practices that says is play in a consumer service and yet a consumer service and experience alone won't keep you bulletproof from you know, the so-called structures which are inside and outside of your industry. Right. So what's your take on both, you know, the innovation as well as the consumer experience? See, uh, I would put it this way that uh, uh, this is a dynamic world, no doubt about it. So when you talk about customer experience, when you talk about innovation, it has to, it is a continuous journey. Uh, what worked yesterday may not work today and may not, what is working today may not work tomorrow. As simple as that. But the best part is that it's a continuous learning. And that is where, from a traditional broking house, how we have built the uh, research advice in the completely latest way of, through the digital model. And the way the customer experiences have changed uh, from a normal, traditional, uh, if you look at the uh, 19, uh, 2000 market when there was physical uh, delivery of shares from a completely 100% digital model, the whole uh, ecosystem has changed, but at the end of the day, the uh, focus is always upon investing, right? So the investing has not changed. Investing has uh, changed. It has become bigger. It has become much more dynamic. But finally, the way you do the thing has changed completely. So from a physical market, market to a completely digital kind of market, from a uh, uh, technology which was never existent to 100% technology today, now technology also from a uh, completely trading platform to now into mobile, now into web. So the different aspects of uh, the way the things have changed. So it has uh, gone through a sea change. So innovation has been a part and parcel of the whole model. Uh, and we have tried to imbibe it in whichever uh, uh, model of the business we are doing and whatever way we are able to take it forward. So coming to uh, specifically in our business, uh, whether it was uh, the technology, uh, earlier it was research and advice, solid research, solid advice. Then we built a technological base on that. So it was solid technology uh, across all our products, whether it is the trading platform, whether it is the mobile, whether it is the app. Uh, so that has been built now. And uh, similarly, when it comes to even research, it is not only the traditional research. Now it is all about products. It is all about different kinds of uh, uh, ready-made products which can be given to the customers which they can uh, look at. Uh, it can be about mutual funds, it can be about PMS, about real estate funds, about private equity. So the dynamics have changed from a typical equity markets to across uh, platforms and across different products. So uh, innovation has been the key and I think it will always continue to change the whole dynamics. Uh, just, just the last hundred days, the way the business model has changed itself has been a completely different uh, uh, experience. And I'm sure all our franchisees have seen the benefit of imbibing the technology uh, to uh, take their business to a very different level. Uh, we are looking at uh, peak volumes, all time high volumes for uh, us, for the uh, uh, company as, as such. 
and even for the industry. And uh, this has only been possible by using technology because 95% uh, of our people are still working from home. But uh, the business is going as usual. So uh, all our franchisees have been able to uh, build their trust and relationship with the technological edge to give the best service to their customers. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, like you said, and I remember in 2005, five actually, uh, when we insisted on shifting the model from traditional broking house to wealth management. And you were the, one of the early companies which actually set the way for financial services organizations that how wealth management would become a very important part of it. And, and that also started changing the way, uh, you know, consumers were investing. You know, they were absolutely, and this creates a new emergence of people to look at a new products and and then subsequently when the real estate funds came in, a lot of other asset classes start coming in. And I think future is even more uh, uh, going to be higher in terms of various uh, types of products and, and different needs of people, short-term investment, long-term investment cycles and so on and so forth. And I, I think even the communication uh, from your company has been very, very consistent and people have seen these uh, billboards and uh, everything has been very clearly running around the knowledge base as a, as a as a structure rather than just being a propaganda marketing of uh, uh, driving investment. So that's, I think, a, a big innovation and always leading uh, from... Now we are running a campaign about the digital way of doing business. We are saying that digital is important and the physical is also important. It is not one can cater to the other. It has to be a mix of both. So we are talking about a digital way of doing business where the technology takes care of the execution but the physical side is important to build the relationship, to build the trust, to get the conviction to the people, which is also very important when you're into investing. And when the emotional connection is also important. So we say that you can do the business, you can do the execution digitally, but you can also talk to the advisor, get the conviction, talk, meet us at our physical locations because we have got uh, offices across 500 cities. So you can gel the best of both the worlds. Correct. Good term. Digital. Yeah, <laughs> very interesting. I start over to you. Yeah, so that's a good takeaway for uh, doing the business the digital way. Uh, that's very interesting. Uh, so uh, you know, uh, coming on to the uh, to the next thing, as uh, you know, businesses and society continue to transition towards uh, you know, sustainable development and corporate social responsibility, and the key challenge uh, faced is in rethinking you know, the philosophy of management and business ethics uh, to achieve this change in deep and lasting ways. So what steps uh, you, you as a part of Motila Loswal has taken in uh, this particular direction? So uh, from a overall CSR perspective, uh, our promoters and the company has always been uh, up, up front in our CSR activities. We have a foundation uh, by the name of Motila Loswal Foundation. Uh, we do a lot of uh, activities, mainly on to schools, building, we have built a school also, uh, and uh, a lot of things to education. Uh, so there's a huge thrust on, again, education uh, as a premise of the MO Foundation. And uh, uh, we also built a hostel for Mr. Oswal uh, and Mr. Ramdevara, both are charter accountants, and they came from the uh, normal CA faculty. So they have built a hostel for charter accountants for the learning people who are learning charter accountancy in uh, Mumbai. So that is where they were studying earlier. 
so the hostel has been built mm. and uh, similarly uh, we do a lot of activities even this uh, covid times we have uh, spent a lot of money on uh, for the covid activities be it to the uh, prime minister's fund to the minister's fund plus a lot of uh, charitable activities so that's a part of the culture uh, the csr activities and uh, we keep uh, doing that on a uh, big way to increase the knowledge curve uh, as from the schooling level and we also build on to some kind of universities where we are uh, investing on okay that's that's uh, commendable. I mean, coming from where you are and supporting the same community really helps. Uh, so, you know, uh, coming to the coming to the next thing. Now, you know, in past about two decades, uh, you know, we've seen the companies when they you know grow older. Now, whether the size of a company is a mid-size or a large-sized organization, uh, they they need to um, design their change. Uh, management strategies, you know, for themselves, their partners, as well as for their consumers. So, what what is, uh, you know, from a, from your perspective, has gone into changing the uh, products, uh, processes, and uh, uh, you know, priorities, which is, you know, in your case, of course, it would be consumers. Uh, so, if so, we would like to just take it one by one. So, in products, uh, per se, so what are the changes? You know? Can you repeat your voice? It's a little cracking. I'm not able to hear you. Uh, take up uh, Ashita's question. Ashita is trying to say is that you know, in this is a long journey you have, and your friends also have been there for a very very long period. And uh, in this, uh, when you run a franchise network, when you run your own company, you can quickly turn change structure. When you run a franchise network, the franchisee uh, is sometimes adverse to change. Right. You know? and, and we all know that now the change is faster than ever happening. Right. So our products are changing, our uh, you know processes are changing, our priorities are changing. Even you tell a franchisee to put up a small new capex uh, right. to run that, he doesn't want to do that. So how you have managed that change, and right. a little bit on how your profiling of a franchisee has changed. What used to be because we know all the conventional brokers uh, who were there, and now I see a lot of young people joining the industry and becoming partners. A lot of people shifting their uh, from their whatever careers they are to become partners in your industry. What is that chain cycle? How you maintain that chain cycle? And what is a little bit happening on the profiling of franchise? Right. So, uh, uh, as I told you that we have got a strong network of more than 2,000 franchises across 500 cities. So, uh, when we look at uh, uh, empaneling a franchisee into our uh, fold, into the brand, we are very focused uh, to ensure that the brand is... Uh, taken care of. So we would like to have people who are very focused into this business and want to grow. Uh, it's not about unless he has got time and uh, uh, the flair to grow, we would not like to uh, associate with him, frankly. And the moment he shows that, that uh, I want to build a very strong model and I want to uh, spend his own time into the business, he has got time to build into the business. Then we are very clear about how we can build it up because uh, we, we talk about our research, we talk about our uh, solid advice model. Uh, along with that, there is comprehensive business development initiatives which we take to help him grow. There is strong mentorship and senior management involvement to help him build the business along with the technology and products. So when you talk about uh, uh, the 
business development initiatives uh, we talk about a, a dedicated onboarding desk well defined process the knowledge support for building the systems and processes uh, time bound approach to getting him grow so uh, also helping him in his staff recruitment uh, the trainings for him the best practices from the hr perspective so these kind of uh, business development uh, initiatives we look at we help him in client acquisition um, local marketing uh, uh, doing uh, regional business development workshops uh, networking with all our partners so uh, there is a marketing connect program uh, <clears throat> so there is a lot of initiatives coming from a business development perspective we also have a separate platform a mobile app for him where he can look take care of his uh, business in one go uh, on this app he can see his entire business in one shot uh, we help him in uh, building his uh, complete uh, business through digital account opening he doesn't have require any kind of uh, uh, physical presence he can get the, his client's account open completely digitally so there is a lot of uh, initiatives which we ensure that uh, helps him grow we get him insights from the industry experts we have expos uh, where we call all the top franchises we have awards night annually so uh, these are all the ways we help him connect with the whole ecosystem and help him grow from a business perspective uh, along with that there is the product suit we have got a lot of uh, products aligned to him whether it is from a, a technical trading side from a fundamental research uh, whether it is portfolio restructuring whether it is advice so we help him on the product suit uh, uh, and it is not only about equity we all have, we have about equity broking it's about mutual funds it's about pms fixed income products alternate assets uh, whether it is private equity uh, the aifs uh, along with that we also have commodity currency uh, so he has got a combination of products which he can sell on our platform uh, along with the, <coughs> that the as i uh, explained we have the technology base which will help him grow the whole model whether it is to the uh, for the investors we have got an investor platform we have got a trader platform uh, we also have uh a uh, uh, complete uh, smartwatch where you can operate uh, the whole uh, he can look at his uh, business the client can look at his business uh, along with that uh, uh, the research which is a daily update a fundamental update uh, we have thematic reports we have wealth creation uh, study which mr ramdev is running for the last 25 years uh, the india strategy report even in these kind of ter terms we come out with our exclusive reports on industry on india strategy so the, uh, that uh, gives him complete the knowledge curve uh, along with the uh, uh, back end support which is uh, uh, surely the uh, minimum thing which is required from back end and the best part is now we also have helped people who are not known to this industry and they want to learn this industry we have come out with the latest program which is called unati Uh, where uh, we help them uh, to understand the market we give them a complete uh, background of the indian macros the financial services industry uh, the opportunities in this uh, broking and distribution the uh, dynamics of technology uh, the way we are building it and finally how to manage and run a profitable uh, business so that at the end of the day he has to earn profits so that he can scale up further so we help him build a very scalable business model 
and help him grow the business. So uh, all in all, uh, it's not only about one size fits all. It's about uh, ecosystem which is being built to help him grow. That is how we look at it. And absolutely, and I think all mature companies, uh, especially I mean, I've seen in your enterprise, but they divide their entire cycle of a franchisee into what we call the early stage, dependent stage. Right. Dependent, you need to have do a lot of handholding, and then you have a interdependent state where you know something but you still don't know something, and 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 then you get an independent stage. And independent stage is best managed by what you said is ERR, which is how you continue to encourage, recognize, and reward uh, partners. And and then they stick their stickiness with the brand. They start feeling and and believing in the brand becomes very very high. And you I know you have a lot of uh, franchises who've been there with you for years and years and i think they have also equally in their own right become institutions right and uh, carried the carried the brand uh, in next level another very big thing which i have actually uh, seen which is missing in a lot of other organizations which i think has been a foundation of motilal i should share with you because the franchising is always about a owner managing a owner you know right. so also is a owner you know he is not an employee so fundamentally is that that relationship can only come with a, a lot of uh, grounded values uh, which sometimes uh, a lot of other financial services i have seen which are sometimes uh, you know very corporate run and and they don't have that human value system uh, right. which, you know and uh, and i i think any time i've met motilal ji or i've met mr ramdev i think the kind of a value system they bring in is a, is a very strong you know and they're very uh, grounded and that also reflects in the entire organization reflects with say you as a leadership uh, team with the entire things it reflects on there and that really is much bigger uh, uh, value system for franchise after some time i i feel that the, everybody has the same product right. but it's all about the relationship which would make a, a big difference so we we talk about uh, frankly the relationship the research these are the two arts advice is the a that is which we talk about and finally it is about the trust the training and latest how the technology can scale up the business absolutely yeah absolutely and and on technology i was asked a question is uh, this artificial intelligence also coming in in the business for you i mean is is it's giving a lot of trustable uh, uh, data yeah, absolutely so what happens is that now uh, with the amount of data which we have with the base of customers the we can channel a lot of data data analytics to get the kind of mix of which customer wants what so it's not it's that every customer uh, has his own needs so automatically we have a advisory dashboard where we tell the franchisee which customer would like to do what say uh, one client has has a infosys in his portfolio and somebody else has got a uh, uh, say a acc so if i got a idea on uh, infosys so you should call this customer rather than any other customer so we go into that level of data so which idea will suit which kind of customer which product will suit which kind of customer based on his past experience and based on his portfolio size we are trying to give them more intelligent data so that they can touch the right kind of clients and get the best uh, benefit out of it because it is not easy to touch base all your customers for everything it's not that one size fits all so you have to customize based on the client requirements and that is how this database is helping us to give them the best of both worlds absolutely i'll start over to you your questions yeah. 
So that's very interesting. I uh, I am still to figure out what does this uh, you know research and uh, uh, training and you know I'll I'll probably speak to you after that as to what those uh, words are that you manage your uh, franchisees with. And uh, so you know once um, uh, we know that uh, you know understandably these you know past hundred days and you just said that you know they've not been. That back for uh, you know, but if you can elaborate a bit on it as to how has it impacted uh, the company or the franchisees? Ajay is not said it is bad. He says rather it was growth. <laughs> so, <laughs> yes. Actually, uh, it has been challenging for all of us. I'm sure nobody has even imagined this. Uh, we we say it's a it's a completely VUCA world. VUCA means uh, volatile, uncertain, complex, and ambiguous. Yeah, very nice. It's, it's a complete VUCA world and uh, nobody would have imagined, say, in a December that we were going to go through this in the next three months' time. Uh, but the best part is, the, is that you have to always uh, look at the positive side. You can think, keep thinking negative, but there's no uh, end to it. And unless you think positive, you're not going to go forward. So frankly, uh, March, when we thought that now this is uh, uh, up onto us and how do we take it forward? So immediately, within a week's time, we could get all our people onto their uh, houses and start uh, connecting with the customers, as it was when it was in office. Uh, surely, uh, SEBI and the exchanges also helped us in ensuring that the compliances and all can be met in a much more different way, sitting at home. Uh, and um, basically, we know that uh, this has been a tough time for different kind of economies, whether it is the uh, aviation uh, industry or the discrete spend. There's a lot of problems in those industries. But surely uh, now that this has uh, come out and we are out of the lockdown, uh, things are looking different and I'm sure things are picking up very fast. Uh, uh, if I look at even last two weeks data. But for us, what has happened is that in the last three months, uh, because people were sitting at home, I think they had more time and we had the huge influx of new customers coming into the market. So we had the highest number of uh, new uh, customers coming in. Uh, we broke all records. Uh, we had uh, uh, maximum new uh, customers uh, joining us. At the same time, the volumes also started peaking. So uh, this can be uh, only for two reasons. One is that people were free and they were coming into the market. They wanted to uh, try their luck into trading. At the same time, investing, uh, looking at the valuations. Uh, so when uh, when the markets uh, were at its low of 70 by 100, there was uh, quite a, a lot of interest into uh, finding uh, good quality stocks to invest into. And as you see today, the Sensex is at uh, the Nifty is at around 10,500 levels, which is almost 40% high from its low. Uh, so business uh, during this period has gone up uh, to the extent of even 50% on particular days. It has gone by more than 50%. So Volumes are at all its high, and uh, the best part is that uh, we have been able to see through all this sitting at home. So, although uh, uh, it has been a hectic time sitting at home, working for uh, 12 to 18 hours day in day out, uh, being on Zoom, being on laptops, but uh, no complaints when it when we look at the overall business. So, from our business angle, it has been a good time. But surely, I think from the economic perspective, still there is time to, uh, we see that this can be a tough time 
from the economy to recover. And uh, surely, in, uh, uh, as uh, you must have seen, there's a lot of predictions that the GDP will be negative for the year and uh, the growth uh, will be very low. But uh, good thing is that things can only become better. And we see that that will help in the way we look at uh, markets. And uh, India has been a growth market and uh, we are always uh, supply driven. And we think that uh, in the times to come, uh, the Indian economy will uh, surely what, uh, what its entire GDP has been for the last 70 years, in, it, can, it should in the next 10 years make the same amount of uh, uh, add to its GDP. So it's going to be a huge uh, inflow going forward. So look at the positive side. And even now, when I look at the uh, penetration uh, into the stock markets, it is very less. It's only 0.03% in demand accounts. We don't have more than a, a crore, two crores accounts even today. So penetration is still high. When I look at India compared to the developed economies, uh, we are still a long way to go. India is just 5% uh, of their savings are invested into equity markets, whereas it is 15% uh, for uh, Brazil or 40% uh, for US. So uh, there is huge, huge uh, scope to grow. Uh, so I, I always look at it from a positive side. And absolutely another area which uh, you might have not noticed and we saw in a lot of our companies and brands, uh, in this lockdown, people also shifted. You know, so whenever you say I was trading with, uh, when some local a broker and trust uh, not with anything. So this shift really was very, very big. And this would be even bigger as you see in next three to four months, your franchises are going to benefit Absolutely. because at this stage of uncertainty, people go with only the branded or with a trusted name. They don't go with anybody. So when the markets are not entirely these independent, which is a very big uh, community out there, very, very big independent communities who have actually moved from earlier days of uh, working with the brand and, and they started their own practice and their own name and things of like that. And, and because they were in the physical world, they were able to go to meet the client or shift him with him and things of like that. All these independent guys would find it very difficult to survive now because uh, people would move into a trusted environment. So if you're trading out of your home, you cannot move anybody who you're not going to trust anybody who you don't know. Actually, we have seen that in a big way. We have also acquired a lot of small brokers because ah. a lot of small brokers see that it is not uh, possible for them to scale up with the technology base and the compliance standards. So a lot of small brokers have become our franchisees and they're seeing very good benefit out of it. So yeah. automatically it is helping in a way that they are can focus on their strengths, which is their relationship, which is their client base, and they can use our research and our technology to scale up the business. So even in our franchisees, before the lockdown, the penetration digitally was not more than 20-25%. And immediately this happened and they had no option but to go digital. Now it is more than 60-70%. And they are also happy now because they can also see now that sitting at home, they can talk to their customers and the customers can execute digitally. So it's Absolutely. a complete win-win model. Absolutely. And you will see in next three to five months, the kind of growth you would see in the franchising. And I've been telling this for some time. One, this conversion franchise, which means that the independent guys would have to convert. There is no other choice. And they would willingly do that because they feel that they are going to be much more secure when you work in a network. And when you have abilities of network, products come easy and so on and so forth. And also, products are becoming so big inventory that an independent guy is not at all be able to manage, in a, especially in the financial services, because multiple products are coming in. 
and uh, and they need a very structured distribution uh, so that is one reason another area which is very big which i think i don't know you have started or not started i like to pick your mind whenever this happens there is a lot of job losses you know so today we are looking at about a Uh, anything up to 20 million plus 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 people and these are graduates educated a lot of people out there who want to start something for themselves job market is not coming back next one and a half years right. they have relocated some have moved from big city to gone to a smaller city now they want to start their own business now white collar business where you can make money you can still be associated with a great brand and it still comes in a low cost uh, there are not many options if you really think through outside a uh, couple of options there are not many options here. but what we do in the that small money because they don't have big money they cannot buy a, a large business so i feel that there is a big big opportunity coming in front of you to really recruit high quality uh, franchise partners across markets uh, which are which are these professionals so uh, frankly we have worked on this in a big way uh, so rather than the traditional franchises where they have their own offices and build their old uh, network and they have got a relationship we have banked upon a model which is called e2e employee to entrepreneur so we have touch base employees who are uh, working and have got experience but want to enter the entrepreneur club and we give them all the assistance to start their own business give them the training give them the advice give them the ecosystem so that they can transform themselves from an employee to the entrepreneur so who have the urge to grow and they see that they are getting stuck in the employment kind of role and there is no scope to grow we give them we tell them that you come over your fixed cost or fixed employment is cannot give you much more than this we will give you the model to grow and we give them the complete ecosystem where he can use our own office to sit and do the business so he doesn't have a fixed capital cost and he can build his relationships and bring his customers and use our entire base of technology of research of products and get the whole model scalable so we are doing that from an employee to entrepreneur and off late just before this covid in jan december jan we came out with a dg partner model that is a digital partner where everything will be done digitally from account opening to execution to products everything will be managed digitally he only has to en- enroll customers and everything else his whole business can be managed digitally and we are calling them a digi partner so we have got different models of franchise now a traditional franchise you has got his own office a employee to entrepreneur kind of model plus a digi partner model which is completely digitalized and also people yeah so i and people who don't know the financial industry there we have come out with a training model which is called the unati where we give them a training on the complete financial models whether it is a uh, economy whether it's yeah go ahead e2e we are also doing in e2e a lot of professionals we are uh, trying to do that but there is another model you should do which is called c2e campus to entrepreneurship so this year jobs are not coming so a lot right. of campuses have a lot of talent which are right. mba graduates and so we want to start something so this okay. can be actually equity market or campus to being an entrepreneur so it right. can be another model c uh, which can oh, be also done that's a good thought that's a good thought yeah. absolutely that's good that's good because yeah. you see black graduates uh, and so many mba colleges so many engineering colleges this year would produce fabulous talent and yeah. the talent 
the campuses for reasons uh, would not come in recruitment so they are they are also hungry for it we did a small survey and we right. found that 70% mentally are thinking doing some entrepreneurial initiative but they obviously they don't have capital if you empower them you know right. help them maybe run through a six months program where they need to run and and work on this entire thing and then they can choose and maybe couple of hours of a uh, couple of years of being an entrepreneur trading and then they can take up a job in financial services or any other place absolutely so that can always uh, help in building this entrepreneurial culture in a big way so surely yeah. look at that and uh, surely look at uh, employing from the campus and giving and this would be a great help uh, because i think most of the uh, institutes would also welcome this thought because they they also need to really see an organizations like you can make a lot of difference in these young uh, uh graduates who are coming out right good thought we'll surely look at it ashita your question something which is yeah so that's you know quite interesting from e2e and c2e so you know there's a lot of professionals and new kids on the block who have something to look forward to so having said that uh, when you've been into franchising for so many years you know the company is 30 years old you've been into the system for about more than two decades what does it take what, what are the best practices that you follow to keep these uh, 2000 franchisees intact and many more to come of course on board so what best practices do you follow uh, i think um, uh, as i told earlier it is more all about uh, the relationship the trust which we bring to the table so that we can help them grow so that uh, is the uh, that, that that is the founding foundation of the whole model because these are all entrepreneurs they have got a urge to grow so where we can build our relationship and build the trust with them then automatically all the other uh, ecosystem helps them uh, the help them to build the growth model so what i talked about the technology the training and the research and advice all comes bundled the moment the relationship and the trust factor is in place so i think that has been the cornerstone of our growth model and we have invested onto this model from your day one we have always seen that the franchisee is the emotional connect with the end customer because when it comes to financial markets it is all about emotions so the connect is very important with the end customer and when it comes to a franchisee the customer will be much more engaged and the relationship can be much more stronger because in a in a brand model if the employee leaves the relationship goes but in the franchising model the franchisee will never leave so the franchisee will help in building that model in a much more uh, robust manner and with our kind of model where we help him grow i think the relationship and trust helps us making this a very solid model for growth when it comes to the overall ecosystem absolutely and and we i will you know because you running a 2000 franchisee is not easy you know 2000 franchise is a very large network and i know in the industry of financial services there a lot of times churn happen you know people poach people from one entire thing to keep them engaged keep them with you what kind of organizational design you've done because a lot of young uh, franchisers uh, also see our uh, these uh, webinars we do a lot of them want to understand i've see people who even run 30 or 40 franchisees are not able to sometimes Uh, manage the relationships so relationship is only one part of it but day to day sport day to day structure what is your organizational design uh, maybe if you want to really put that thought through that how do you manage uh, 
so what happens is that uh, we have uh, very focused uh, business development people working along with the franchisees first so that the connect is very clearly aligned with the franchisee of how we are helping him to grow so unless you have the local connect it doesn't uh, scale up after a point so that is very important to have that uh, local connect with the franchisee so that he sees that there is a person whom we can connect to at the same time how you can make the processes scalable at the uh, head office end or at the central level so that he doesn't have to be worried about the routine things which the process will take over and the technology to support it so once the technology is there to help him scale the business so the support of technology and the processes helps him in making his business scalable the relationship at the local level with the local representative helps him uh, build the trust and finally it is all about how we can give him multiple products because the investor or the customer will require n number of things he doesn't he is not going to come to him only for one thing how we can give him a suit of products which can take care of all the kinds of customer needs whether it is equity trading whether it is commodity whether it is currency whether it is mutual funds whether it is fixed deposits whether it is uh, portfolio management whether it's restructuring uh, or uh, when it comes to wealth management so give him the whole ecosystem of products so that what the customer wants he is able to make use of the products which you have got and finally at the central level how we are building the brand so that the brand will give him the visibility today when he talks about motilal oswal he doesn't have to uh, explain motilal oswal people get connected to motilal oswal very fast because the brand is getting built at a central level so finally he only has to take care of the service and ensuring that the brand loyalty is kept so there is where we give him the complete ecosystem so the brand loyalty the ecosystem the trust factor the products the processes and the technology and uh, uh, finally the training suit so that he can go and pitch all our products to the customers so continuous training is building the whole thing so you have to have all these pieces in place so that the franchisee is completely connected with you in the way he is building his complete business yeah and you would you would create further specialization because i think the products are becoming more and more different and are you creating champions in in franchising say this person is more focused on that and maybe it's a, it's a you know so if i was as a user uh, customer want to engage with somebody who is a champion on a particular product is is very good on a real estate uh, product or somebody is now because of uh, another question abey has asked is that a lot of new real estate products are coming in the market a lot of uh, other products are coming in the market so these products would be available so are you thinking or creating some champions in say uh, this is a very focused uh, channel for that so what happens is that how do you want to look at it is that the franchisee might be his, his strength might be in one or two products but the way we support him is that we have got business development executives who can help him to go to the customer and sell the other things which the customer wants so finally we are looking at it from a customer perspective that if a customer is interested in real estate whereas the franchisee is very focused on the equity so this guy can go and support him and help him sell the real estate thing so that finally the motilal oswal culture is available for him for across all his products so, so although 
the franchisee might be experts in one or two products our business development helps him to sell multiple products so that he doesn't have to say that no this i am not doing you can go somewhere else so very we, very helpful i think so we we are helping him uh, give him the suit of products where somewhere he can pitch it himself somewhere we can help him pitch it absolutely and most of the time people are always doing what i call loss leader products loss right. leader products are essentially your conventional uh, fast moving products we are broking in in right. lot of sense of right. mutual fund they right. don't really understand other products they don't focus but it's in financial services it's a very 80 20 rule 80% right. of profits uh, business really brings in 20% of profitability and 20% of product brings in 80% of uh, profitability so so this is a, a very interesting uh, analysis and that's what i think your value added teams can help right so because when we initially started we were completely on broking but now the whole wealth management suit is well entwined into the whole ecosystem so people can look at mutira oswal come a complete suit of financial products across different perspectives so that is how we want to position ourselves going forward yep yeah yeah that's interesting so having said that uh, you know that your franchisees work digitally and you're promoting to be an opportunity in future so how does uh, this really work out in terms of uh, you know is there any geographical area that you assign to them or they're free to uh, you know make their own relationships nationwide uh frankly there's no geographical uh, location as such which we have restricted because today is a digital world customers are can connect anybody to any from anywhere but what we try to see is that uh, we don't give uh, multiple franchises in the same location so uh, we try to keep a distance of minimum 2 to 3 kilometers between two franchises so that there is no internal competition happening at the same location with multiple franchises in the same building or next to each other so we try to keep a minimum distance so that he has got his own uh, local presence there but at the same time uh, with the digital world today he can acquire customers from anywhere so today if he has got he is sitting in delhi and he has got a connect in mumbai he can get that account open sitting in delhi there is no physical requirement of that customer register under him sitting in delhi and uh, everything is available digitally right he can trade digitally he can talk to him uh, so everything is available on a digital space so that that way there is no geographical restriction for which customers to uh, enroll but from ensuring that there is no uh, uh, competition from a uh, one uh, franchisee competing with the other franchisees in the same location we try to keep a minimum distance between two franchisees okay and how do you really in franchising where one of the worries which brand owners have and this is uh, which is what we call the triple c which means how do you bring controls that a franchisee is is working only with you and not trading outside and and this and that and this is a problem we all know in financial services sometimes uh, we have adventurous franchisees you know adventurous franchisees are people who would always try to do something it makes sense it doesn't make sense but it's always tempted to do something outside second uh, is the uh, compliances because this is a very high compliant market now um, you know any kind of advice you give uh, to end user it can take you in a wrong and we are living in a digital world any single thing can can create a much bigger problems uh and third is a uh, consumer connect end of the day uh, as a customer i come to motila loswal i don't come to a 
franchisee i how do i relate to a relationship with this motilal oswal because i am trusting motilal oswal how that reflection is passed through with the franchisee so controls compliances and consumer connect what is happening at at your end on on this places and how do you uh, institute in your company sorry god i did not get your last part i caught about the trading and the compliance that trading outside and compliance was the third part consumer connect because uh, as a consumer i am going to motilal oswal i don't know even if somebody is in between or a franchisee and, uh, and my relationship is directly with motilal oswal so how do company maintain that relationship right. with the customer perfect so uh, coming to uh, how you ensure that he is uh, only doing business with us uh, surely there is a kind of a uh, agreement with him that is one which is the paperwork second is that we feel that if we are able to give them the right service and give them the right kind of products there is no reason why you should go out and do business with somebody else with the brand which we are carrying so that is our second part uh, but also we have got order mechanism in place where we have people visiting uh, the offices to check what is happening there and even through technology we are able to control a lot of things of how the clients are registered with us are only doing business with us through recordings and all that is put in place so we have those things in order but still there can be say 5% refresh here and there uh, we can't help it but i think that the bigger picture is that uh, the pie is much much bigger and if we are doing the right things we should be able to get the dash uh, all business with us from a business perspective but from a compliance angle surely this industry is very very compliant and we have to be uh, very much controlling on all the aspects uh, from a customer perspective that there is no misselling there is no unauthorized trading happening in his account so all those things with a centralized communication to the customer of whatever is done in his account so even there's a trade happening the communication goes centrally to the customer any changes head office to the customer so if there is any mismatch the customer can come back to us immediately plus uh, there is composite recording in place uh, and uh, there is a, a kind of test uh, audits happening uh, talking to customers uh, asking customers whether he has uh, put this trade whether he is happy with the service and uh, all kinds of indirect ways of also ensuring that the business is done in a compliant way so that is there and from a customer connect perspective i think uh, what happens is that uh, the client gets the communication from motilal oswal all the communications are centrally sent so to that extent the customer knows that he is a customer of motilal oswal uh, but from a local end the franchisee has got control that he can see the customer's business at his end so when he goes to meet a uh, customer the franchisee can Uh, at his end, show him his complete portfolio, show him his complete business, what he has done, help him in uh, restructuring his portfolios. So all that kind of connect can be done locally by the franchise. So the relationship becomes stronger locally, whereas the communication is happening centrally with the Motilal brand. So it is a two-way thing where the customer feels the loyalty of the franchisee and the communication from the brand. Very interesting. Yeah, interesting. So I think that way it somehow helps uh, the consumers as well as the franchisees to stay intact. Yeah, right. 
walking uh, and uh, in the morning so that is good i uh, actually i get some time extra time because in mumbai in a city like mumbai you spend traveling 2 3 hours a day so that is saved so that is helping in uh, keeping myself fit although i would uh, love to be much more fitter but that is always uh, that craving uh, keeps uh, it's a uh, it's a always a fight between the good and the evil right so we keep doing the good things and then finally when you see a street uh, you i think we lost uh, ajay's so <laughs> that's why i think there is a fun of uh, staying at home and 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 that fun comes with some kind of uh, indulgence and that's not yeah, bad absolutely. that's not bad and that should right. be uh, we should all have a indulgence on that so ajay it was a great talking to you and every time i've met you and i think uh, your contribution in this industry and contribution to building an enterprise which you built and successfully manage relationships with franchisees there are very few professionals i would know who can match your shoes and uh, and the work you've done so you keep doing a great work which you always done and uh, we we are absolutely delighted to have you on this uh, webinar thank you thank you varo thank you ashita and surely a great service uh, by franchise india for all these years i think it's more than 20 years now and uh, surely this uh, model has been growing in a big way with a lot of support from all of you all in building this culture across the country and uh, helping the whole model and helping entrepreneurs to build a franchisee network in different business models and surely we will like to uh, should be associated with you all in any way in helping this franchisee culture and making more and more entrepreneurs build their own businesses